Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. Survive, thrive, stay alive. It's time to get prepared with the Prepping Academy Podcast. All right. Good evening. Good morning. Good day, everyone. This is Forrest. Welcome to the Prepping Academy Podcast. I'm here in the house with Uncle Buck. How you doing? Good, man. Good. It's been uh, it's been a little bit since we've been able to to throw something down, but uh, it's been good. A couple weeks. Glad, glad, glad to be here. A couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, man. So how you been doing? I mean, what's going? What is going on with? Uh, are you I'm, yawning? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not yawning. I'm not like. <laughs> I'm, I'm very focused. Started. <laughs> I'm very focused now. Then. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, I bit bit that bit, bit my side of my cheek. That's that's what it was. Okay. Um, <laughs> the uh, but no, like uh, just yeah, been been um pretty busy. I think I I, I told you I, I did that um it's called three of seven with a guy named Chad Wright. Three um, of seven. Yeah, it's called the three of seven project. It's uh essentially a guy named Chad Wright. So I finished that up um like a couple weeks ago, two two three weeks ago. Um, smoked me, smoked me. So what what that is is um and I, we'll, we'll talk a, a lot more about that but just did that and then um you know i had to do some recovery time on that as well um started <laughs> 70 75 hard i officially started that today so i got through my two workouts got my gallon of water in oh I'll, I'll explain what that is as well and that you know a physical fitness but um Damn. yeah man just just trying to get just trying to get after it man like i got to get dialed back in and this goes in, in with a, a new job that you've been doing. And yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you, you're the business man I know. It's, it's not fun. I mean, it's not fun right now. It's just, it's ramp up time. You got to learn things and, you know, ba- try to balance it out as best, best as possible, but it's good. I mean, it's all good. That's awesome. Yeah. I haven't, we, last time I saw you was at the Charlotte meetup. Yeah. And, yep. um, and you, that was surprising. You were there. Then we had a surprise guest just show up as well. My, was, my uh, special, what what, what does um, Sheepdog call him? He's like your mentally challenged friend or your your special your special friend. <laughs> yes, and I think I you like, were surprised. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. We I was surprised. surprised. Yeah, I, I wasn't anticipating seeing him there. He was doing some work somewhere um, somewhere in the area, and yeah, um, yeah. And him and uh, Sheepdog, they know each other. They're in like okay. the same industry, so okay. they do a lot. Oh of, yeah, like, that's right. Engineering type stuff together. Yep, but yeah, that he surprised everyone, and I mean he he was just. When I say surprise, he's not from from these parts. He's not from the Charlotte area. Nope. Nope. So yeah, that was that was. Oh, Sheepdog was teaching that night too. So yeah, that was a good yep. night seeing you there. Yeah, learning about water, water filtration, all good yes. stuff. I mean, it's really Every, really good stuff. Everything about water. Yep. So, um, well, you know, last week I, I know that you missed this, but we did a whole week on bug out bags. I saw. I saw that. That's pretty. It, it's just like shark week, but without the sharks. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but that the, went very well. She dog taught that. What 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 was the biggest lesson learned coming out of that? Like when you when you had to dress down your your bug out bag <laughs> or your get home bag, like what was the like aha moment for for folks or for well, you? Well, for me, the reason I scheduled this because I knew I needed to go through my bag. It's mm-hmm. been a while. And as I was telling you before we started um, started this, that I was finding things in my bag and I'm like, why is this in here? I don't, I've got a, like, let, let's just say it was a flashlight. I got a, like a, a cheap, terrible flashlight in there and I have a better one I've purchased since I built my bug out bag and I kept going through my bag. I bet I, I bet I took out 30 pounds because I got a better tarp. How heavy was it initially? It was around, it was around probably, it was too heavy. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was very heavy. Um, it was probably around 60 pounds. I would think I probably okay. cut it in half. I would say, because like I had a, a, a canvas tarp mm-hmm. and now I have the, you know, the tarps that you have that are real thin yep. that they're, and they're just, they're made for camping. They're lightweight. And so that totally was different. I have a different axe. I have a different saw. I have a silky saw. I had this other saw that was just very large and heavy. And so I I built my bag probably two years ago and I haven't had time or I guess the sense to go go through my bag. Mm -hmm. But every time I was finding something like, oh my gosh. And I had a pile and I'm like, I was amazed how much I took out. It was, it was, I was quite happy. Now I went through my, my bug out bag. I also went through my, like my everyday bag, my everyday carry bag and my get home bags. So I went through really all three of them and man, I've got them almost to where I want them. Okay. Nice. I'm, I'm missing a, I want a military style um, poncho, you know, you know, for, they can be a tarp and, you know, rain gear. I'm missing. I, I, I don't know where mine went. I, I, I had one that, um, old Groucho up in the mountains of North Carolina. He, he has a store like a army surplus store. Yeah. Army Navy surplus. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I bought one from him and I can't find it. I don't know if it's in one of my kids bags. I didn't go through my, I was afraid to, I didn't want to go down that hole. <laughs> You don't know what's in there. <laughs> I mean, I was down in a hole, but I didn't want to open up new tunnels going in my kids and family's bags at this time. So, but, and uh, what else was I missing? I was missing a few things and I put my food, I put different food, like in my get home bag. Yeah. I had these big, you know, big, a lot of food. And, you know, I was listening to some people and they said, if you can't get home in a, in, you know, three days, your get home bag is really a bug out bag. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? You don't need these nice, very nice meals and everything. So I put more bars and like an MRE in there instead of having, you know, 10 bags of mountain house in there. So I heard about, um, I was doing the, the Zello night call and we were talking, um, uh, you know, different scenarios. Um, and somebody brought up on freeze dried food and they're like, Oh, there's this bougie place that you can get freeze dried lobster and steak. I'm like, 
what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I've never heard of that. Like never heard of it. I've heard, you know, freeze dried meat and stuff like that, but not like, um, freeze dried lobster. Okay. Oh, I think it was lobster tail is what, what she said. I was like, wow, that's, that's interesting. Um, uh, never heard of that, but all right. I'm going to find out where they have it. I may yeah. order I mean, There's, it could be a treat. <laughs> it could be, it could be. There's a, yeah, I got the link on the, um, one of the Zello channels. Uh, also, could taste I'll, like I'll, I'll send it up to you. Probably. <laughs> it probably does. <laughs> tastes awful. So yeah, so, man. So, um, yeah, I finished up that it's called three to seven project. It's a guy by Chad, right? He's, um, seal team guy. Uh, I think he finished up a few years back, got out of the teams. Um, so now he's kind of, yeah, he's doing, doing what a lot of these guys do, right? They come up and they're skilled at, I mean, really preparedness, right? They're, that's what they do. That's kind of their, their MO is right. how do I prepare for a mission set? How do I get ready for whatever scenario? Um, hiking in the Alpines, hiking in uh, wherever, um, uh, arms training. Um, how do you, like, I, what do you carry in your car, et cetera? Uh, this particular one was called the basic course. And essentially it was three days in the Smoky Mountains. So we had a link up spot. There's eight of us. Um, you had to go through like an application process before and like answer all these questions. And then out of the the pool of people, they selected eight, eight folks. And I was one of the eight, eight to go. So um, like Roger what kind did, of questions? Hang on. Like, are you crazy? Are you nuts? Yeah. What like do you want to learn here. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, there, I think there were kind of basic questions. I like, I can't okay. remember what they were off the top of my head, but it was, was kind of like, process. it was, yeah, it was an application process and it was kind of like, they were trying to size you up. Like, how are you going to respond? Yeah. Uh, different backgrounds. Where are you coming <laughs> from? Why are you, you going to die on us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you, yeah, you going to pass out 10 feet into this trip? Um, I think they ask about your, I think your health status and all that stuff mm-hmm. like that to make sure you're good. Cause it, it's strenuous. I mean, Smoky mountains is no joke. So we get, um, we had a link up, um, you know, so fortunately I got in, we had a link up spot. We had a, um, like a zoom call, uh, the week prior and there was a whole pack out list, right? It was like, here, bring all these things. Um, if you don't have these things, we'll have these, these type bags. So they, they ran with Kelty. If you know Kelty bags, mm-hmm. um, uh, they make great stuff, like phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal bags. The 85 liter is what we had. Um, but uh, um, we ended up deciding. So we get there, we do the link up spot, and then essentially he goes into full military mode, right? Kind of like, you know, going back into kind of boot camp, right? Like, get this done. It's got to be done this time. Go, go, go. Everything's like moving with urgency. So, like, I anticipated that. There's a lot of folks that I think there's two other people that were um, current or prior military, the rest weren't. So they were all like trying to like move around. They were like very distraught, like they were out of it. So, um, so we if had to never like, experienced basic training of any type. <laughs> you, yeah, that's a whole nother world. It's a shocker, right? Like it, 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 it shocks you quick. Um, so he got in that mode and, um, we got, you know, an, um, uh, a lead was was appointed. Two squad leaders. I ended up becoming a squad leader. Um, of course, you would. I mean, I, I I didn't even ask for it. I didn't even want to do it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, what, we got this, and you know, we started going through the communication game. But uh, uh, essentially, they laid everything out. Like we talked about the ABCs of packing, right? Accessibility, balance, and um, compression. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we get everything nice and tight? Do you have your snacks? um, on the pouches on the outside. So we got everything issued out and, um, we had to just load our gear in. Um, so wait, which, did y'all pack your bag together? Y'all mm-hmm. were packing. Okay. So yeah, we, we brought stuff. Like I brought a bunch of stuff. 
And it, but then okay. we went through the whole, like, here's how to go do this. Everybody's okay. going to be uniform. So we all kind of stripped our stuff, all of our gear out. Um, some, I ended up using his bag, the Kelty bag, cause it was nice. I was like, I, I really like this bag. Um, we put in a, um, a contractor, uh, black plastic, plastic bag. Cause it rained every day there, man. Like the entire three days, like in the, like it rained every day. We, we just hiked wet. Um, I'll, I'll tell those stories, but so we get everything issued out. We get our meals, you know, some, you know, oatmeal packets, um, snacks. We, a lot of folks brought stuff, you know, our sleeping bag, and then we ended up doing a buddy system. So I got buddied up with the, um, with this other dude and we're like, Hey, are we going to go tent? Or are we going to go tarp? And we're just going to sleep on our big, you know, big Agnes kind of, um, uh, mattress, um, and with our, with our sleeping bags. And we're like, Hey, let's, let's do the tarp, man. And I'm like, I've, I've always slept in a tent. I've never just tarped it and just slept out in the wilderness with stuff crawling on you. So I'm like, let's just, let's just do it. So, um, so we end up doing that. We end up buddying up. We step off. Um, literally, man, like this is all preparation. We we stepped off and we tur- um, uh, the SEAL team guy turns around. He's like, everybody got water? Half the team didn't even have water. I'm like, go back, get water. Oh. So so we got dressed down for that one right away. They're like, uh, your, what, your lead and your squad leaders, you, you guys just failed. Like your team is not ready. And I'm like, ooh, yep, yep, yep. yep you you are correct. You are correct. Um, That's where so you go, we, sir, you didn't tell us to get water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't tell us exactly to get water and where. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once we got that squared away, then it was just trying to like learn team dynamics, right? Like as none, no, none of us knew each other. Like we were all just, we had different folks. They were from all over the country. We had folks from Louisiana, Texas, um, up in the Northeast, uh, Midwest, Southeast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we're all over the place. Um, prior service, not prior service, but then you just started getting, um, team dynamics and we just went out on the March and we had no, he was the only one that knew where we were going. Like we had no idea where we we're going. It was like, we're going to go to this tra- trail. We're going to do these things. And, uh, you get there when you get there. Um, right. that, that, that's it. You just stay in the fight. We didn't measure, um, we didn't measure time. We didn't measure miles. We didn't measure it. Like it's just, you go until the job's done. So that was the whole mission, right? Like you go until the job's finished, which is, it's, it's a very powerful message. Uh, step off on the trail. We get going after we, we sent the half the other crew to get back and get water. So they, we get back on, on trail, start, um, humping it into the, into the Smokies, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's no joke. The elevation there is it's, it's, it's a doozy. Um, and we move through streams. We traverse through a couple different, um, mountains. So we climbed up one, um, went over, uh, we ended up refilling, um, water at a stream. You know, we had our, of course our water filters, right. We had, um, everybody was using Sawyer water filters there, uh, which were great. They came in handy. And, and then of course, iodine, iodine tablets or iodine drops. Like that was, that was one that we had to go with as well. Um, but yeah, we started, like everybody just started dragging because we were not, everybody was like focused on just go, go, going, And they're mm-hmm. amped up, go, go, going. But you're pushing that pace and you just start seeing folks kind of like falling out, right? They're getting tired. Um, we're not taking br- breaks to with pack off, uh, break with pack on. We're not taking uh, breaks quick enough to eat and recharge, eat granola, eat tuna. So folks just started falling off and we were just getting slower and slower and slower. So we, we just kind of marched and marched and marched. I think we stepped off about noon on Friday and 
we didn't get to camp. It was probably 1 a.m. in the morning before we got into camp, Dang. 1, one thirty in the morning. We were smoked. I mean, tired. And that, our camp's not even set up. Like, we got to, like, set the right. camp. We lit a fire. It was it was raining. We were out there hiking, like, up on the mountain with our um, our headlamps on. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to get all of our uh, our wet gear on because it was starting to come down on us. And you just you just went. I mean, we just had to keep going and going. Um, but we got everything set up. You guys, the people that peeled off, did they catch up? No, we, we just had to wait for them. Like we just had or to like kill them. Yeah, no, yeah we pushed them. <laughs> they, they fell off the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just had to start working that. Where like, how do we? Um, have you ever read the book The Goal? Um, it talks a lot about process improvement, but they essentially it was I think these kids and the Boy Scouts, and they're like, why do we always having like separation between the group? And they ended up figuring out like they're putting one of the slowest kids right in the middle. So like the faster kids would pull away, the slow kid would slow everybody down and they just get this wider, wiser chasm between them. So like, well, we got to like put the slowest person up front. So that's what we ended up doing. So we put the slowest person up front. They were running point with a navigator. Um, we had two folks that were navigators, a primary and a secondary. They had the map, the compass, all that fun jazz. And we all got briefed on all that stuff before we stepped off. Um but dude, that, that's what took us along. I mean, they were slow. So we're like, well, we got to drop their pack. We got to take some of their gear. Um, and we just kept going, but we got mm. in, it was probably one, one thirty in the morning and we were just, I mean, we were tired, like real You just set up in like a tarp and just sleep then, don't you? Yeah. We set, set up a tarp. I mean, you can't change um, clothes or anything like that and get dry. No, no. I mean, we had your rain gear on. I mean, I uh-huh. had my, my, um, Gore-Tex stuff. So like I was, I was dry underneath. Um, but yeah, we got all that set up and then we had like, we were going to make food, right? We got a fire going. Uh, we were you know learning how to make fire and the rain coming down and like, how, how do we get that stuff set up? Got that going. Um, boiled some water for our meals. Everybody chowed. And then we all ended up just sitting around the fire, kind of like talking about who we are, where we're from. Cause it was, it's essentially when we got there, it was like, you know how it is, right? Military boot camp. It's like, Hey, how's it going? All right. Good, good, good. You're doing yeah. this, 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 this. All right. We're stepping off. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, we can talk later. Right now, we're going to be on point and be on mission. Um, so we get set in and we all kind of talk talk about folk. Uh, we all kind of learn about these folks and where they're from and why they're doing this and what they're trying to accomplish while they're out here. And it's they're taking time out of their day and um, or they're actually taking time out of like three or four days to, to be out there and sleep in the woods. And, you know, um, it was just, it was just different stories, man. And I, I wrote a big piece on it and I'll read it. It's, it's pretty lengthy. I mean, I probably read it in about five minutes, but I'll read it towards the end here. Um, so let me ask a question. Is there yeah. any instruction going on at this time or not? really? Yeah. 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 There's instruction. We do breaks on instructions on, um, navigation, although that was like a quick and dirty, um, uh, method. We got folks that were teaching on like, Hey, here's, here's, Water filtration. Here's how to use your iodine. You put five drops per 750 milliliters. Like some of the stuff, like uh, some of us already knew, but it was like, it was, it was just good, like good instruction and like good practice. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, how to set camps, how to, you know, do your, uh, um, your, your different knots uh, and get everything set up there. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely definitely interesting. Um, and just a good, some of it was a good refresher. Some of it was, was like a little bit new that the, definitely the hiking with a loaded pack on like going, <laughs> traversing up and down and 
uh, over stumps and over rocks. And some of that stuff is, I mean, it's no joke. You fall, you're, you're in a world of hurt. I mean, if, if you're even alive, like it's, it's no joke. Hey, let's take a quick break. Has your data been hacked? Do you feel uneasy about the vulnerability of your personal information online? Were you involved in the target LinkedIn or Microsoft data leaks? Don't know. If not, then pay attention. Join Forrest Garvin from PrepperNet for a free webinar on privacy and security. Gain insights into safe internet browsing, VPNs, crafting online aliases, secure emails, detecting if your data has been hacked, and managing passwords. Secure your spot today for this webinar on privacy and security. It's free. This webinar delves into comprehensive strategies for bolstering your online privacy. We've got you covered. From fortifying your passwords to shielding your financial information and mastering state-of-the-art encryption techniques. We're offering two convenient dates to suit your schedule. Reserve your spot now at PrepperNet.com privacy. Don't let cyber threats erode your peace of mind any longer. Take the first step toward a safer, more secure online experience by joining us for our free webinar. Remember, knowledge is power when it comes to safeguarding your privacy. Sign up now at PrepperNet.com privacy. We'll see you there. So it's two o'clock in the morning. Y'all, y'all probably hit the bed around two. Yeah, no, about three. I think we three. we got crashed at about three. Um, so tired, you probably fell asleep pretty quickly. But yeah, yeah. Well, no, we were all juiced up. Like we were uh-huh. all like, because you're you're animated and so adrenaline fueled from pushing it. I end up taking off my socks. I didn't double layer socks like never. If anybody's listening, you know, folks listening, like if you're going to do a hike like that, double layer socks, absolutely. Put your two wolves on and, and go, or some folks did uh, athletic socks with the wolves over it, whatever works. Um, But the back of my heels were like, I mean, I gash, I mean, silver dollar size on both. Mm. So I'm like, this is not going to be a good good day for me tomorrow at all. Do you have any moleskin or anything like that? I didn't. One of the other guys did, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I was I was in a world of hurt. I mean, I was taking my sock off and like skin was coming with it. I'm like, this is this is oh. not going to be good. Um, so of course I wake up the next morning, um, and we're breaking every. We got to break down camp, do all that stuff, and I'm trying to like get my feet right because they're they're destroyed. I'm putting on moleskin, trying to get like extra layer of socks now on, and they're just this is trying to slip those boots on, and it's it just hurts. It just nobody's moving right. Your knees are sore, your hips are sore. Um, surprisingly, my back was c- completely fine um, despite holding um, all that weight. Um, was that like quad- six Advils? <laughs> yeah, we took a couple of Advils. Everybody was popping a couple of Advils, right? Some Ranger Ranger candy, I think is what they call it. Ranger candy. Uh-huh. Pop a little bit of that. Like, you're all right. And just, you just keep going. Um, but then we got back on trail. We like, we read uh, some scripture in the morning and then he like posed a question and we had about 30 minutes of just kind of quiet time, right? We just, different questions about life, like kind of people around you that helped you along the way. Like w- what are some of these, um, who are these people and kind of what, what, what are you taking away from, from this quiet time? So it was cool. I mean, we all just kind of stepped off, um, separately and, um, uh, sat down out, out in the woods, like nobody's around and just, you just kind of like got to think, man, it was super cool. It's like super refreshing. And, um, the, we got back on trail, of course, we went back to like 
everybody's got to go. You got to go do stuff, do stuff, do stuff, get on, get on, get on. Our, our lead got fired. Um, actually the one lead got fired the first day. Our second lead got fired the next morning. Um, and me and the other guy were still squad leads, but we had our, our lead that, uh, was now the, the new person, uh, stepped in. So our third lead now, and, um, I think they were getting it like, like, Hey, you got to communicate down the chain. You got to like, let know, let folks know what's going on. Um, and, uh, so there's some, definitely some, some lessons there on like communicating, delegating and, and spreading things out, like to letting your squad leaders disseminate information and pull, pull the troops together, be the hammers. So yeah, we stepped off on the, uh, step back off on the trail. It was a rush, rush, rush again. Again, nobody knew where we were going. Like, where are we going? Folks started mm-hmm. slowing down, gassing out. Um, we were missing checkpoints for eating again. Um, fuel, fuel, like on those things, fuel matters, right? Like eating, eating matters, drinking water, hydrating. Uh, it, it is so, yeah, like it's, you get sloppy quick when you're not, um, when you're not taking care of your body. And people's feet were a little bit sore. Mine were, mine were the worst. Mine were pretty banged up. But uh, mentally, I was good. Like mentally, I'm, I, it doesn't matter. Like I'll keep going as long as it takes. Like whatever. Like eventually, this is going to end in three days. It won't matter. Like I'm just going to keep going. Um, so we ended up getting, um, we ended up being like super slow. So I think we were supposed to be at um, a further checkpoint. We didn't make it. So um, the weather was still starting to come down. So we ended up closing out early, um, earlier that day maybe about, I'd say probably like 7 PM we got in seven, eight o'clock. So it's dark every time you get in the camp. It is dark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we got the camp set up again. We had to do that in dark in the rain, uh, again, with our headlamps on and everything. And we, we had to do the same, same setup, you know, first night he helped us out, like kind of showed us, here's what to do. All right, you do this. And then the second night it was, it's on you guys, like figure it out. Um, <clears throat> So we all figured it out, banded together and, and, and got things done. I got like, it started cooling off cause we were sleeping, uh, 5,200 feet, um, uh, up, up in the mountain. Like we slept on the ridgeline. So it was, it was cold. It was windy. And, um, like I started sweating through stuff, right? Like, so I'm like already a bad sign, right? Like that's a bad right. sign. Yep. So like I had to like strip things down, uh, put on dryer shirt, uh, dryer shirt. And I was just like cold, like super cold. So I had to like jump in the sleeping bag and try to like warm up. And I'm like, I don't, I didn't know if it was because I was just juiced up from the adrenaline of like pushing through the pain. Right. Um, but uh, like I was a little bit cold as well, but, uh, um, so you snuggling with someone. Yeah. 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 I, <laughs> spooning, <laughs> spooning, <laughs> uh, mountaintop, mountaintop spooning. <laughs> but yeah, I got that done. Um, got everything situated. I mean, we did after action reports and like kind of what we did and did well, didn't do well. Our communication was like really, really bad. Like things just, things just broke down pretty quickly, mostly because we weren't staying hydrated and we weren't eating um, frequently enough. I mean, the, the, the rule of thumb was like, you need to be hydrating like uh, as you go. Right. And then um, every hour uh, you should be consuming three to 500 calories period. Like you must consume that all mm-hmm. because you're burning so much calories. And, um, it's, it's like smoky mountain. So it's like the fog is rolling in. Like you can't see the camp. It's rain. Like it's, I mean, it was super cool. I mean, it was, it was a great experience. And then we woke up the next morning and then we got posed another kind of uh, thoughtful question, read a little scripture. 
Um, and the goal, um, we all stepped off in one minute increments with that question. Um, and I think it was, I'll have to remember what that, the question was. It talked about, Oh, one thing, what are, what is something that you learned here on the mountain that you can take, take back with you and, and, and apply, um, back down the mountain. Um, and there's, I think he asked like two other questions and you can kind of pick which one you want to think about. And we stepped off in one minute increments on top of the Smoky Mountains, like 5,200 feet above sea level, walking this ridgeline solo, solo, like all by ourselves. Like we just walked and we did it for about 45 minutes or so. Okay. Epic, man. Like so awesome. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just being able to just, like you can't hear anything. You hear the wind, you you hear some birds occasionally, but you're just, you're up top. You can see all around you. I mean, it's it's cool. Um, Was that the 18? Was that the Appalachian Trail? It was. It was part okay. of the AT. Yep. Something yeah, we were on part like of it. it. Yep. Okay. Sound like that that particular. But it was yeah. it was it was pretty sweet, man. Um, and yeah, yeah, we ended up roughing it all the way back. Um, all beat up. I had to like redo my uh, feet again. Then I had to go to like athletic tape on top of the moleskin. Like I just whatever I could do to get padding in. Mm-hmm. Um, I tweaked my hip, my knee. I'm like, oh man, it was just, I was just, my body was just starting to break down, but I'm like, go, go, go. Just keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. Um, and then we ended up having to pull two people, um, pretty much strip their entire gear. Like we all had to take away all their gear, um, oh my. and spread it out amongst the rest of the folks. So they were pretty mm-hmm. much walking on a, with an empty pack or like a pack, which is closing it. So, um, it made it heavier like for everybody else, but, uh, yeah, that's why physical fitness is so important, man. Like, so important. Was I mean, what was the average age? I mean, what was the oldest person there? This oh, oldest guy was, I think, one guy was out there for a 60th birthday. Uh, okay, that, that was a birthday gift to himself. Out. And then yeah, the other guy was like 60. I think he said he was 66. That, yeah, that's way older than, than that's insane. And they were in probably good top physical physical condition like me. Yeah, yeah, no, they were they were good. I mean, they were good. The dude at sixty, dude was a dude was a freaking animal. Like, I mean, he was mm. he just went. I mean, he was beat up. You you knew that, but he just doesn't matter. Just gonna keep going. Right. Just gonna keep going. But yeah, man, it was um awesome experience. Like, uh, you know, folks that get out there, um, you know, particularly in the preparedness community, and they're like, oh, I just want to, uh, um, I'm just gonna like backwoods it I'm, I'm like it's a hard life man that is a hard hard life how many miles did you cover do you know nobody knows oh we you don't track even know it. nobody knows that we didn't do time and we just know our check-in when we stepped off when we stepped on but we weren't timing it we didn't do elevation changes um didn't even do mileage um yes yeah, so everybody's gonna bug out during when the crap hits the fan they're gonna get about four miles and go this sucks where's where's the hilton, <laughs> where's the hilton? <laughs> this sucks. It, it is it will test you man but but it's i think it's a mental game because there's days where like there were moments where you're just like dude this this sucks like mm-hmm. especially when you're trekking trekking up a hill you're like oh i think we're at the top no no we're not like oh wait now i think we're at the top no we're still not there we still got a long way to go i think something that surprises people because i'm from the mountains i'm from up in that area you went probably right by I mean, not too far from where I used to live, but um, people understand going up is hard. Going down's hard too. That was worse on my knees, like way yeah. worse on the front of your knees and your thighs. It is. I mean, it's just insane. 
and it's all that weight, right? You're when you're mm-hmm. you're rucking it out with a 50, 60 pound pack on, like it just it wears it beats you down fast. And and you can slide and get hurt worse going down than going up. Yep. That's where a lot of the slip and falls were happening while we were going down. Yes. Because like, it was rainy and there's leaves all over, they're slick, there's it's muddy, like you just See, you could tell I've already been through that before. At least it sounds like it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe not. <laughs> but man, it was yeah, it was uh, definitely a an experience. Um, you learn a lot about you know the outdoors, bushcraft. Mm-hmm. I mean, def- a lot of preparedness stuff, right? T- tons of preparedness stuff. But that that life is just man. Like I, I don't know how people did it hundred years ago, man. Like I really don't. Like it's yeah. it's amazing. And but you did it during the rain, which I mean that did multiply some issues. It did. It did. It got, yeah, there, there's some dicey areas. And then like he started, we have to do some uh, stream crossings too. And it wasn't like because of the rain, the stream was really, was really starting to flow. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was just kind of a trickle. Like it was, it was, it was a nice little flow and you got to be careful there too. If your foot gets stuck and it could be a bad day for you there as well. Yeah, that does. And, and did you get paid or did you have to pay for I uh, dude, I paid f- to go there. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. I ended up paying. Um, we won't talk about the price tag. I don't want to talk so, about that. Okay. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it, I mean, it was it was definitely um, it was a worthwhile, a while worthwhile experience. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like so, I wrote this thing, and I'll just kind of give you the cliff notes on it. Um, and I was trying to like bring this whole spiritual kind of. Um, let me find it here real quick. And just some like key, key things that I wanted to leave folks with on life lessons from the great smoky mountains. Uh, first thing was, uh, like fuel matters. Like we talked a little bit about it, right? Like what you consume, who you surround yourself with, um, what you lit in your head, like there, there's folks there that like, not just like the fuel, fuel, fuel that you eat, but like the stuff you read, the things that you consume, all that stuff mattered. I mean, you could see some folks there that were like getting inside their self. Like they started going inside, not a good spot to be right. Cause you, you start losing, you start losing what's going on around you and you start, you really, you become a crappy team player. Um, you're just going to like self-preservation mode, but like those folks that like started channeling in and like just going inside. Um, yeah, I mean, we had to like snap them out of it because they're mm-hmm. trying to help them out. And those are the folks we had to like take stuff away from them. Um, event like eventually. So would you say just, just quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, what percentage of it was mindset? What percentage of it was physical conditioning and, skills is is that possible to break that down like uh, that? yeah yeah like i, I think um skill set you pick that up there i mean five percent skill right i mean it okay, wasn't you needed for what you're doing you didn't they, need they like, were teaching you yeah they were teaching us along the way so there was instruction um uh, there the entire time so the skill i mean you could be zero to five percent um your physical fitness i mean that that weighed in right like it, it weighed in like i'd say 20 percent maybe and the rest of it was your, where your head was at. Like wow. you're, you just needed to be um, willing to just keep going. I mean, mm-hmm. even when it sucked and then like when it hurt, right. Like when, especially when you woke up, like I woke up in the morning, man, like I, I, I was having a hard time walking, like just putting my boots on, 
awful. Like all I wanted to do is like get on trail, get on trail. Cause once you start going, like this is this is how your body works, right? The blood starts flowing, you start feeling a lot better, right? Mm-hmm. It starts starts um activating healing, healing aspects throughout your body. So you start just feeling a lot better. You don't hurt as much, your feet don't hurt as much. Um, but you got to get that blood pumping through your body. So like that first 20 minutes though, oh dude, it was awful. <laughs> But then after that 20 minutes, then, you, then you're like, all right, I got a little lather, sweat. I'm like, I'm good. Like, I just got to keep going. So for what you did, I mean, I understand skills were very low because it was teaching. But I would have to say, though, if it was real world and you didn't have your food supply, you weren't as packed as you were, skills would be a bigger part for sure. We understand that. And. But the mindset, I mean, the military is all about mindset. I mean, it really is. They, they teach you the skills, but a lot of times when you're doing difficult tasks in a high pressure situation, we literally either memorize the checklist in our head, but most of the time we had like laminated cards mm-hmm. to check. I mean, cause the, I mean, cause people's lives would be on. And so we'd, you'd go through and you would learn each one because when you get fatigued, and you're you're tired and you're nervous and your adrenaline's going. I tell you what, people forget sometimes even how to tie their shoe mm-hmm. during during conditions like that. Yep. The most basic skills, and that's why you have a checklist. And I don't know, did you have checklists when you were I mean in in, in military? Yeah. Oh no, you have we had um we had like volumes of like publications. It yeah. was, and those things, of course, it was, if you did this, here's your checklist. If you did right. that, here's your checklist. Like it was, and there was multiple volumes, I think, uh, different publications. I mean, there were six, 700 pages long. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then those reference other publications, which had other checklists. You know how it is, man. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's forms everywhere. That's all you, that's all you got in the military. And so, so, and then if you're, if you're a ranger or still, I mean, that is just taught over and over and over so the checklists are like laid in your head like Mm -hmm. like basically like tying your shoe kind of thing yeah yeah and and it's it's so um it's so instilled that when the pressure comes and the fatigue's there you can still respond right as you normally would if you were you know sleeping at the holiday and express the night before right you just you're just dialed in all the time doesn't matter what the conditions are you're still going to get the job done and that's why I'm reading some of these stories too in these books mm-hmm. and you can go through and you can start to understand, wow, man. I mean, he, you know, like what you're probably, I'm not sure what you're going to read, but if you get down into the mental aspect of it, you're like, wow, okay. I, I can, it helps you and your mindset to be pre- prepared for things like that. If that's mm-hmm. possible sometimes, sometimes yep. it's not even possible. Yep. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that mindset was uh, the mindset was critical, but I think that the few and I'm I'm giving you the cliff notes. I can get, send you the whole article, man. Um, it's it's pretty lengthy, but fuel matters. Like what you consume is incredibly important, and the fuel provides a focus, which, which provides firepower. Um, relationships not, was number two. Like your relationships, um, the people that you surround yourself with uh, matters, and your community matters, right? Like we talk about um, the mutual, you know, communities like mutual assistance groups, communities. Um, people that you surround yourself with to, to make you better, to get you, to raise your game, that stuff matters, right? They're either going to be an albatross around your neck or they're going to be uh, somebody that kind of lifts you up. Um, choosing those members in your team is um, 
be wise and that and those choices because they can make and you have people you. to pull you down too because you're taking taking their weight and some mm-hmm. of their their load okay yep i mean part of that's being a good team player right you just right. Yes, you're gonna have to do that um i'm not a good team player sometimes <laughs> i mean and it, and it wasn't like in that situation right it was three straight days but eventually they're their physical aspect, they would, they would get used to it. Right. They would, and then we just add more weight to it and then they would have been fine. I, mm-hmm. um, the other one was uh, like, everyone has uh, a mountain to climb, right? Like we're all like, I talked to some of the folks there. Some, some folks were there. Like they had like, uh, you know, uh, their father had passed away and they just wanted to unplug. Some of mm-hmm. them had like a life threatening diagnosis and, they don't know what was going to happen. So they're just going to push through. Some of them had trauma. Some of them were on their birthday, their 60th birthday party. And like, for me, it was just like, you know, the Masogi, right. We talk about Dave or Michael Easter, um, the comfort crisis, uh, book. And for me, I was like, dude, I just want to like, I want to push it. Like, let's see how, how much I can push this thing and like, just keep going. And po- mo- mostly I did it. Cause I'm like, I'm like 2022, like with all the weird stuff that was going on, I just felt like I kind of like slacked. So I was like, dude, I got to get, Coming in 2023, dude. I just want to be going gangbusters. You enjoy pain, don't you? I I, I do. It's 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 sick and twisted, but uh, just just go, man. Um, the fourth one is there's no finish line. It's like it's oh. just you got to you got to keep grinding. Like no matter what it is, um, you talk about preparedness. I mean, there you're, you're never prepared enough. Like mm. I, I don't care who you are or how good. You're like I, I would chat with these guys. We were. Um, uh, I was chatting with some buddies over the weekend and we're like, yeah, like there's these guys that do preparedness and they think they have every scenario covered. I'm like, they're full of crap. I'm like, there's no one does like, it's impossible for every possible scenario to happen. Like um, every plan is as good as, as until that first shot is fired. Right. right. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's just, you just, nobody has that all figured out. There's just, you got to be able to adapt, adjust, overcome knowing that there's no finish line. You just got to keep pressing forward. And that's one reason why I try to stress to be in an environment where you can control as many situations as you can. Hundred percent, like like a bug out retreat. Yep. Now you can't control people coming on. You have to deal with that. But you have your food, water. I mean, everything is as much as you can control. Control it because you got time now to plan it, and then, I mean, you want your your variables to be things that are like people wandering in or being attacked or, you know, someone in your group still in, I mean, th- you know, that's not difficult. Like, I mean, gosh, can you imagine having to walk to Miami, Florida where so my, awful. where my retreat is? <laughs> I mean, that would be, I mean, I would die before I got into North Carolina. In <laughs> <laughs> South Carolina is probably, I don't know, 30, 20, no, 10 miles away. <laughs> With my bag of like 60 pounds, which is now probably about 40 now. Still, how many pounds did you have? Do you do you know roughly? I would say, I'd say like 50, like give 50. or take, plus, plus minus five. I think mm-hmm. it was going to be somewhere around there. It was yeah. heavy. I mean, it, would, it definitely weighed you down. Um, but the last, mm-hmm. the, I think the last, what was the last? Yeah, the last one here was just like clearing, um, I said clear, clear the mechanism, right? Being able to just unplug, no distractions, no, um, no noise, no people around, just kind of you walking on that Ridge and just being in the moment and, and thinking, thinking things through unpacking what happened. 
Um, the three questions uh, are actually there are four questions. It was uh, what are the things the mountains have shown you? What are one or two things to implement once you're back home? Who has who have been my mentors and my cloud of witnesses? And what is the race I am running? And what is holding me back from running that race? So some some pretty pretty deep meaty questions. Um, but yeah, I mean it was it was awesome. I mean, I, I wouldn't have traded it for, for anything. I'm like, I'm already, already going to do some, some other stuff soon. I got actually, now that we went through the basic, I got an invite to do like, um, an Alpine excursion in like Salt Lake city, Utah, somewhere out there. Okay. And then there's another one that's, it's literally on like class four, class five rapids for like a five or six day period of time. And you're like, that's your excursion. You're like, you're doing that stuff, but they, it's crazy expensive, dude. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> the advanced one, the high, the pro, they call it pro advance is when you take your wife and kids. Oh yeah. 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 That's it. <laughs> that would be advanced. Like, Hey, we're going to hit class five rapids uh, with, with a couple of kids and why let's, let's see how this works out. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. Uh, I mean, you were just taking care of you. And I guess maybe a partner and your squad, but when you have a wife and kids and y'all are trying to bug out, um, it's a different element. That is, I couldn't imagine anything worse. That's why pre-planning, you know, you know, cause you know, yeah. Bugging out sounds great and having a bug out bag sounds great, but actually doing it, is going to be hell. Mm-hmm. If it, if it's other folks with you, right? Like me yes. and myself, like I can move fast. Like I can yeah. go and just I keep going. Um, but when you start, you get other folks involved, you got to like be more intensive to, you know, the slow person moving in the group, kind of like what we were doing before. All right. I got to take stuff away from them. They got to put them in front. Like I got to take a little bit more breaks. Like there's, there's different things that you got to, you got to factor in. That kind of reminds me on Saturday, my wife and some, and my daughter and some of her friends went to a college just to check out the college. Mm -hmm. It's three hours away. And I just so happened they left it. Like, I'm like, I wonder where they are. And I brought them up on like the nine friends. Yeah. And 25 minutes into their trip, they're already pulled off the side of the road at a rest stop or at a gas station. Cause they wanted someone had to pee. I'm like, that's that 25 right. minutes. That, there just seems wrong with that. I give them a hard time about it too. And the girl said, well, I think I had to pee. And, but anyway, just little things would probably just set you off. I, was, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you want that? Did you want to kill someone or leave some of the people behind? Uh, no, I mean, there wasn't anybody there. I mean, there, there's, there's, I think one person that was like, I'm like, dude, like get on with it, man. Like stop looking. You're the slowest person here. Like, just go like, I, yeah. like I'm hurting. I'm bleeding. Like in the back of my heels. I'm like, I didn't complain about it. Didn't even say anything. I just I address it. Move on. Like, let's go. Um, has your skin healed yet? Uh, it's, it's fully healed. Like it took me a week. Like it, when I got back, it took a full week before I like, and that was just working with 
Okay. I only wore flip-flops for like a full week. I mean, I didn't wear any socks, no nothing. I just I got to ask, so did, did you come home and go, honey, I need your help? And did she, you kind of mope around the house and let her take care of you a little bit? She didn't take care of me at all. <laughs> I think I think I, I I played that out for about a day, and then it was uh-huh. like, all right, dude. You can you you can shuffle on over to, to the kitchen, get your own stuff. I need some water. What, what? Okay, so you got went through your questions, where um, and you got your your five things. What else from the trip? I, I think yeah. it was it, and then we had had a debrief afterwards, right? And we all kind of. Um, we all, we all, there's a, um, a place we all went out and grabbed some food where everybody got a beer. Like we were all like, we need to eat. Like I want to mm-hmm. eat something of substance right now. So like, I, I'm like, I want the biggest, greasiest bacon cheeseburger on demand. Like pop it down with some sweet potato fries. I am good to go and give me, um, and a beer. I'm like, I'll, I'll be great. Um, and then I was like, I was so beat up and we got back. So it was like later at night, um, uh, and I'm like, I was going to just drive, drive back home, but it was like four and a half hour drive or so. I'm like, uh, I'm just going to find a hotel and stay in it. So I just booked a room, uh, mm-hmm. and then, ra- and then, and end up just racking out, getting up the next morning and, um, putting my gear on and, or putting my gear in the, in the truck and driving back home. That's when you said, I like this kind of bugging out better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The bugging out where you just go to a hotel and there's a bed there. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough, I mean, yeah. Like I, I hear guys talk about that. I'll, I'll just do this and I'll bug out and live off grid. I'm like, oh, all right, dude. See, I've heard of people doing this. You know, when I went to my survival training school, it was nowhere near as bad as what you're saying. It just wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went out, you know, we were all in base camp and learning and learning and learning for days, uh, I guess like four days. And then three days you go off you navigate to an area that you're assigned to and you live there for three days by yourself. And, you know, you don't, no one goes crazy for three days by themselves. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe seven, maybe 10 or 20, but it was, and you're supposed to put all your skills. They were going to come by and check on your shelter, check on, and you're being judged to the things you were doing. And the biggest thing was, we weren't hiking like you were. I think I my hike was a little like a, like two and a half miles. Okay, okay. It wasn't bad, and um, some hiked up to four miles. We think is you know once we started talking about it, but you were being judged, and so you're doing things, you're doing doing them right. There's no pressure that you're going to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know this is going to be over in three days, and it it it's just nowhere near what you went through there um, yeah. not that you think you were going to die but yeah i bet some of them thought they were going to die <laughs> some of them did like yeah he ended up um so it was pretty cool we got to the point on the morning of the third day like this is after we stepped off and um everybody's ready to get back like like we are marching back and we're gonna have to go down the mountain go back up another one come back down go up a smaller one and then we're we're back at and that this is this is gonna be a long day um so he drew this, um, it was a, a small circle, um, a slightly larger circle. And so he had like the bullseye here, uh, uh, and another circle just outside. So he said on the outside, he's like, that's your comfort zone. 
Um, he's like in the middle circle, that's your growth zone. Like you're not, you're not like in comfort zone, but you're not in this middle circle where you're panicking. You're like freaking out right now. So, um, he's like, you're panicking, you're shutting down, you're not doing anything. Um, that's going to be good for the team. And he's like on the outside, your comfort zone, you should be helping these people that are panicking. So they got around, he's like, everybody come pulled in, he drew it out. And he's like, now take a, take a rock or a stick and like put where you are right now. And we had folks like hour and a half in on our last day that they do they're already in panic mode like we had two mm-hmm. of them that were like freaking out and i'm like i was in growth mode i was like i'm good i'm in zen mode like i just want to mm-hmm. keep my body moving and but we had a couple other guys that were just like this is this kind of easy like i got this down so they ended up getting more of the other people's stuff um mm-hmm. so we stripped their bag down and went to the guys that were in the comfort zone um to kind of stretch them and, and get them um get them a little bit more, uh, carry more of the weight, carry more of the load. So, so that's what they ended up doing. Uh, and then we got everything kind of balanced out and just went from there and just kept going and going and going. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool, like diagram. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a diagram or but it was a picture on, on, on the, the, the dirt, right. <laughs> this is what was drawn just to give a good context of like where are people physically and mentally at right now. So if I was just traveling by myself, I guess it depends on the situation, but you you don't want to travel so fast that you're sweating. Mm-hmm. You want to keep that balance if you can. Um, and, and let, I mean, especially in the cold, I mean, if you start sweating in the cold, that's going to kill you. Yep. Plain and simple. It's going to, it's going to end up killing you. But um, so you guys were already wet. So you just kind of had to mind. Okay. We're, we're going, we can't even judge our sweat at this point. Mm-mm. Yeah, you get you're you're already wet, um, and then we just had to strip the you know our base layer off. Like when we got to camp, got under the got our tarp set up, and then we just kind of stripped. Did put, you have put, the right clothing and the equipment? Okay. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's that's a part like on the skill set, right? Like they give you a whole checklist. Like absolutely no cotton. You will not wear cotton anything like at all. Um, mm-hmm. We had people showing up with cotton stuff. I'm like, dude, you, you didn't follow instructions, right? Like that's unsat. Uh, so. Uh, it, yeah, they, they mentioned, um, uh, you know, like a little, a little hat, a boonie cover of some sort, something of that nature to keep the sun out. Um, mm-hmm. they mentioned, you know, rain pants, Gore-Tex, you know, rain jackets, different, different layers with, um, you know, a down jacket as well. Um, wool socks, boots that are waterproof because you're going to be going through a lot of water, um, and get rained on. Uh, but yeah, they kind of checked all that stuff out. So from the skill set standpoint, right. I think it was, they spelled it out for you. Like bring these things, like, this is what you need to bring. We're going to have this other stuff. They made some decisions for you on that. They made some decisions for you. You didn't have to think that through. And if you didn't have certain things, they had it there for you anyway. And you just got to borrow their stuff. So, so that was, that was pretty good. Um, but the, so, so yeah, you didn't really have to think too much on some mm. of this stuff. And then they showed you how to use it. Like if you didn't know how to use a soil water filter, right. that's fine. They went and showed you how to do it. Here's how to use iodine. Here's how to use these stoves. Right. And like the two stoves that they have are the exact same two I have. So I'm like, got it down, like good to go. Um, but yeah, like, so some of that stuff was, it was good. Cause some, those folks, they never did this before, right? That's like their first time doing anything mm. kind of crazy. How many structures did you have? Uh, there was, there was, there's two. Two. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, 
that sounds awesome. So awesome. I just don't think I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, man. Come on in, man. Come on in. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, yeah, that's interesting. I'll watch the movie. <laughs> I'll watch, yeah, I'll, I'll watch The Walking Dead, a couple episodes of The Walking Dead. I got it down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Well, um, gosh, this is, I mean, gosh, I love hearing the story. That that was awesome. Sounds like you learned a lot. You mm-hmm. tested some gear out. You worked with a team. You, you figured out your mindset is, you're pretty good. You're, I mean, you're pretty good at mindset anyway. I can, I don't know if that's your military backing or training, or is it just, is it just uncle buck? You know what I mean? There's a difference. It could be a both, right? I think the military okay. en- enhanced it. I mean, I kind of had it already, but right. play, play a lot of sports too. Right. Like, and just yep. play a lot of athletics and you're down and you just gotta, you gotta keep going to try to win. Um, so I this think, is like our second show mindset. You think that's important? hundred percent important, man. Like it was more and important. You know, we hear like, a lot of about people talking about mindset, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Yeah, no, like, I, I think it's, um, like it's, it's like the thing, like it doesn't really matter all the bells and whistles and the Gucci gear you have. If mm-hmm. your mind's not right, it, it won't matter. If you you sink into panic mode when things get tough, dude, right. like you, like you said before, right. You're going to forget to tie your shoe. Like you're just, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to execute um, things that you've executed probably multiple times before because you're just, you're, yep. you're, you're, your head scrambled and you're not in the right, the right headspace. Yep. Hey, thanks for being back. Let's. Uh, I'm going to close this with a prayer. Yeah, yeah, man. Of course. And then we, um, you know, we'll, you know, be in line to do another one next week. Yes, sir. Okay. Let, let's let's pray. Gracious Lord, Lord, we thank you for the small lessons that you teach us, Lord, through your Word. We thank you for challenging us and pushing us, Lord, not only just for the physical the mental, but also the spiritual side. Um, Lord, we know that you're the king, and Lord, we love you, and thank you for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, brother. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for listening to the Prepping Academy podcast. Preppers unite at www.preppingacademy.com. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com.